You are listening to the Holocron on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show. A long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Welcome to the Holocron, with your host, Lador, and her apprentice, Justin Hamilton. Now, let's get ready to talk Star Wars. Hello there. Oh, this is <laughs> I was gonna introduce him. Damn it! No. <laughs> oh man! I was, I, you're, you're muted. I can't hear you. No. Don't. Okay, your mic is cutting. Your mic was cutting out. Anyways, hi guys. How's everyone doing? It's uh, it's a day. <clears throat> it's the day. Or I don't know what it is. Wait, wait. It's the second day. I don't know what it is. No, actually, I do know what it is. Like, uh, the this day is becoming like, and it's not just because it's Friday, right? Like, a lot of people look forward to Friday because it's the end of the week. Man, but Friday, we get Mandalorian. And on top of Mandalorian, we're doing these watch-alongs. And today's watch-along, look, I'm going to stress to anybody coming in and watching this breakdown of the Mandalorian, the watch-along tonight, if you like the Mandalorian, the watch along tonight with the uh, Clone Wars episodes is very vital, pretty much like this is going to be the beginnings of learning about the Mandalorian culture and stuff in the Clone Wars mm -hmm. today, tonight. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. Not not like with the bombshell of 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 the news yesterday that we had. It was super, super fun. But how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Are you guys excited for today? Are you guys excited for tomorrow? Because I know it's like gonna be it's gonna oh, be a dude. long long day <laughs> yeah me and yeah go ahead yeah go ahead first what do i sound yeah you're good you're good all right yeah i i, I took it off i the stand's starting to piss me off i took it off so oh. you just have you're just holding a mic yeah i'm just i'm just holding my mic oh you're an mc now okay that's right that's what i'm talking about hey it looks kind of cool I might, it looks kind of cool i might start trying to do the same thing yeah. What's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? How's everybody doing tonight? But no, nah, man, doing good. I'm afraid of like I would break something. Uh, something would fall. Oh, your mic's your mic's so big. No, because yeah, your, her mic's so big. Look how much no, bigger her mic is than mine. Yeah. She probably oh, has man. like one of them big like like arms that holds the mic and she has to. No, no. It. Oh, so no. you have a mini stand? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's just the stand that came with it because it's it's really heavy. So the stand just. Lops. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, this is reminding me, I'm thinking the Star Wars fans are coming back. I don't think that, uh, you know, the thing happened with The Last Jedi, we've talked about it on the end, but like the feeling that you were getting when you had like The Force Awakens coming, I think it's starting to come back. Those, those Star Wars fans are starting to get involved because of all the sweet ass news that we got. Like yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, 
at least two to three of those things you're super excited for. And it may be different ones according on to who you are, uh, of which ones you're excited for. But we got stuff coming on the horizon. The Mandalorian still kicking strong because we're about to discuss last night's or today's episode last night for us but today for everybody else's episode <laughs> last and, night because we slept because <laughs> yeah, because we stayed awake for that we, like, we stayed awake and then we went to bed yeah exactly but that means it was yesterday yep and uh no dude like i just feel like it's a, it's a good time to talk about star wars i mean you even got christian harloff talking about maybe starting his own new star wars show because he's starting to get better with it so that's there's a change happening baby there's a change something about it i think i think uh, mm -hmm. uh, i'm i'm gonna no no i'm guessing things change never mind but yeah and we got uh, tomorrow I, and we got tomorrow tomorrow is uh, tomorrow is really fun today's gonna be like a really busy day especially for me i probably won't be going to bed until like 5 p.m my time and then probably wake up 6 p.m <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably wait. What time are we doing the show tomorrow? It's it nine nine thirty a.m. The pre-show. It'll be ten PST. Ten PST. So it will be nine p.m. my time. And if I'm gonna mm -hmm. go to bed at five, I'm gonna wake up at six. <laughs> Yay for no sleep. Awesome. No sleep till Brooklyn. No. Okay, I'll sleep, sleep when I'm dead. Till Brooklyn. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive into this episode. It's called The Believer, and um, I know you guys enjoyed last week when Justin did the breakdown. So Justin, take it. I had to take a swallow of a drink before I get started because I don't get to breathe during this whole section right here. All right, guys. So last night we tuned in. Are we going to see the Jedi? Are we not going to see a Jedi? Turns out we didn't get to see a Jedi, but what we got was super super awesome. So they fly. They get home, dude. We thought we was going to have to see him getting broke out of prison. But heck, no, nah, man. He's out there scavenging parts. They really didn't have to break him out of nothing because they got homegirl being a marshal. She's got some leeway. So she goes in there and just takes him out easy, easy peasy. I was like, oh, man. Like, I thought we was going to get to see him broke out of the prison. But I'm glad they just did that really super clean and fast because we get to the moments that are coming up. So they get him, the the the, the Bill Boer character from last season. They get him. He's part of the team now. So they go flying out. They talk him into having to help. They let him know that the green guy, the little green guy, what he called him, uh, gets taken by Moth Gideon. And they're basically like, you're going to help us out. He's like, you're going to let me free. And at first they're like, no, nah, you're just going to get better scenery, fool. That's all you get out of this. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, at least I'm not stuck over here chopping up TIE fighters. So he agrees. And they go over to this planet. They get over there and they're trying to find a way to get into this mining facility so that they um, can tap into the thing to be able to find out where Moth Gideon is. So as they're doing that, they find a way to possibly do it. But they're like, well, Bill Burr's like, I guess I got to go in by myself. And people's like, well, no, 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 I'm going to go. And then he's like, well, you can't go because you used to be a shock trooper and they're going to know your ass and we're going to get caught. And then they asked the other bounty hunter, Phoenix Sean. She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm wanted by the ISB. Then they keep going down the line, Bubba Fett with a very funny line of like, hey, Guess what? Uh, they might recognize my face. Don't know, but they might. And then the Mandalorian is like, well, I'll go. And then he's like, man, look, I'm a swift talker. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to like swift talk my way out of the fact that you're a Mandalorian wearing a helmet with me. So he's like, you, 
I got to go by myself. And man, where it's like, nope, you're not going by yourself because he gets an idea because he sees the uh, vehicles, the carriers that they have that's carrying this very highly explosive product up to the mining facility. He sees them and he gets an idea. Cool. We can go over there, hijack one of these things. And which is that's what they do. They get up there. They hijack one of these uh, vehicles. They take the um, troopers like armor and stuff like that. He walks off, of course, because we don't they don't want us to see old Pedro. Look, I think the reason why they're not showing us Pedro is because that man is sexy. And sometimes seeing that much sexiness on screen can carry you out of the episode. So, like, I think that's why they try to hide in most cases. But anyway, so that he goes out there, he changes. He's wearing this stormtrooper outfit. Bill Burr makes his jokes, which are pretty funny. They go on. And as they're going, they find out that, oh, man, like this ain't this easy. Just ride this thing over to the mining facility. They find out that there's these pirates that are like blowing up the damn things before they can get there. So as they're going, they start noticing these other people like the other carriers are starting to explode and stuff like that. So then the pirates show up out of nowhere. Mandalorian gets out, tries to fight them off. First two skills he takes care of pretty easily. So I'm going to make this point right now real quick. The, the third, the fourth, and the fifth skip, those guys had to be the biggest dumbasses walking God's green earth because they just saw their partners just get massacred, massacred basically every time they tried to do it, and they just kept coming. So they were pretty stupid. But anyway, so Mandalorian, he fights off all these things. You can tell he's not wearing his best car armor because, like, the armor he's wearing now obviously is weaker. It's getting messed up. He's getting messed up. Uh, he's pretty ragged after the fight after he takes care of these <clears throat> pirates trying to take over their vessel that they had uh took over so all that's going down they finally get to the place they get there they're like it, it was really cool <coughs> i said this whenever we were watching it i brought a tear to my eye you see the hat that i'm wearing i have never in any movie ever probably not even in shows that i can remember ever seen my sweet stormtroopers get to celebrate like never, because they're always getting shot and killed. They're always losing. They're always like not doing their mission correctly. But these guys are able to sit there and celebrate. They're saluting them as they're coming in. The stormtroopers are all like, yeah, yeah, way to go, guys. So it was like really, 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 really just like just uh, just making my heart 10 times bigger than it normally is. And so they get into there. They're getting congratulated. Then they try to do their plan. They're going in there to try to tap into the system so they can find out where Grandma Gideon is. So whenever they get in there, uh, it comes to find out Bill Burr, Bill Burr knows one of the officers that are in the room in the mess hall. So he can't go in there. He's like, nah, man, he's definitely afraid of this dude, too. Like and we find out a little bit that like there's some history there. So he doesn't want to mess with this guy. He's like, hell no, I'm not going in there. This mission is aborted. And the Mandalorian is like, no, 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 I'll get it. And Bill Burr's like, no, you don't understand. Like you can't get the mess. You can't get this information unless they do a face scan. So my man, he walks in there. He's like, I got to do it. We got to save. We got to save the Grogu. Got to save Grogu. He'll do anything for Grogu, as we know. So he walks in there and he does the thing, tries to do it with his helmet on. It doesn't work. So he has to take his helmet off. We see that sexy man, Pedro Pascal, and all of his glory as the facial gets scanned. And then as that's happening, the officer comes over to try to talk to him. And this guy was truly amazing. I love this guy. I love this bad guy. He, he looks like he could be the next person that plays oh, like Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, this dude, Robert, he, that guy. He was the Night King in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he just looks evil. He talks evil. Like, I'm like, oh, dude, I love this guy. Like, man, he's one of my favorite bad guys right now in the series so far. 
uh, behind that lady that we saw in the Ahsoka episode and Gideon's being pretty good. So like they go over there and they have this chat and then Bill Burr starts dropping knowledge. That's why if you drop the uh, holocron banner stuff here, people can see Ferris's name. That's why Ferris comes in with Battlefront 2 as his name tonight because he starts dropping I, I changed knowledge. It, uh, I, I changed it to Cinder. Okay, but he start like they actually start talking. Yeah. yeah, but they start talking about the Battlefront Two stuff that happens in that, which is super cool because they're bringing stuff from the books, they're bringing stuff from Legends, they're bringing stuff from like the games now, which is really super awesome. Which, if we know they're paying attention to the games, might lead into what Jedi we might possibly see, like at the end of the next episode. Some some, some redheaded man. Maybe 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 by the some name of junkyard. Starfleet. Some junkyard dog. Does his yeah. name begin with a C? Maybe. Maybe his last name starts with a K. So they sit at the table, man. They have this super cool discussion. You his see Bill Burr. Yes, he You see the uh the Bill Burr character having this like uh real like discussion with this guy, and you can see like the hate in his eyes because of what happened at this situation that happened in Battlefront 2, where all these people got killed. And Bill Burr happened to have been there. Operation Cinder, Yeah, Cinder. and you actually get to like see like where he's coming from, and he just like you know, you you have uh, Pedro like kind of shaking his head, like, "Nah, man, stop, stop!" Like, we got to just get out of here. And then Bill Burr does not let it go. He just keeps going into it, pulls out his gun, just shoots home dude in the chest. I was shocked. I was kind of upset because this guy was a great bad guy. Uh, I, I wish we could have had more of him because that dude he knocked it out. He had this one scene in this mess hall, and I, he's going to be memorable to me. That's how good he was in this scene. Well, anyway, they get into like boom, 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 blaster fires going everywhere. They kill like eight yep, dudes yep. in the mess hall. They're like bam, 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 doing that thing. Bill Burr, and now you're kind of rooting for Bill Burr. You don't even know why you didn't like him that much in the episode he was in in season one. But now he's like, oh man, he's one of my favorite dudes in the whole world because he was kind of funny. Now he's like shooting things everywhere. And he's getting out of there. They get out, they jump out the window, they crawl through the building and everything else. And then you got Phoenix Sean and our, our girl. Um, I always forget her name for some reason. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Like just shooting people with sniper rifles from the building as they're trying to come out the windows, which was cool. They get up there. Here comes Bubba Fett and the sweet ass slave uh, slave one. He comes sliding in to save them. They get out of there. I actually thought Bill Burr wasn't gonna make the jump because it looked like he wasn't as athletic, but he makes the <laughs> jump. He gets in there, and they find out now they know. Doesn't have the superhero landing though. And they have Moth Gideon's information, so when they get on that ship, you know where they're going, and we know where the next episode's going to be. I do want to point out, me and Ferris actually found this out because we started to do a watch along after we did the first one. We started to watch it again at the very beginning of the setup. I love what they do. They not only show you things that happened in the series before, before the episode starts, but they're really smart about what they put in there that leads into what you're about to watch. So at the very end of this episode, you have the Mandalorian, he has like he comes up on a holocron to Gideon. Gideon okay. sees him and he yeah, and he's talking to him. And as he's talking to him, the hollow net thing, as he's talking to him, uh, he says a particular thing. And I thought it rung a bell. But if you go back to the very beginning of the episode and watch the intro, that's exactly what Gideon tells the Mandalorian yeah. about. He changed, he changed word, one thing though. It, but it's almost he, like word for of, word. Yeah, instead of um, because Moff Gideon said. It means so much to me. Uh, Dinjaran said he means so much to me just yep. to show that there's like a connection between them. And oh, I thought that was yeah. And oh, yeah, Vermont Mike, you are right. As they're leaving the planet, right before they, we get to see uh, the Mandalorian talking to Gideon. Oh, yeah. Seismic charge time. Wasn't even expecting it. Seismic charge comes out and takes two out, two TIE fighters, one of the famous bombs in Star Wars history. Obviously, 
from like the uh, Attack of the Clones and stuff like that, where Jango Fett tries to throw one on Obi Wan Kenobi. But yes, that's the that's that's it, baby. That's the episode. And uh, let me tell you something. There, it, it's one of my favorites. It's you could call this one almost a side mission episode. I mean, it, it, it is and isn't at the same time. It's connected. Um, it's yeah. it's. It's a side mission that moves the main mission forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Justin. So I think um, it was Don. Well, me and Don were talking about it. If this is filler, and then Don made a point it's like, it would have been filler if Bill Burr said, "I have the information already. Y'all need to do something for me, for the information." Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he said, uh, "I don't have the information, but we need to go to a a terminal to get that information." And then he tells yeah. you we need to go to Morak. And we're like, "What the hell's on Morak?" We're like, "Oh, a, a hidden." Uh, Imperial mining it's base. So that's that's how we gonna get the information. If he did the the first thing I said, yes, it's filler and a side mission. But he didn't say that. he was like, this is how you get it. Uh, I know why you need me. My my imperial codes. Let's go do it. It's not a yeah. side mission. Yeah. I don't think it's. it's I don't. Either. I don't. I don't think it's a side mission. But it like it, I know I understand why people would feel like it's a side mission. But it's something that moves the story forward. So it's not yeah. like it's not that. It's not episode two. It's not like a, a complete side mission. Like yeah. that has, that doesn't really move the story forward. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I wouldn't call it a side mission, but I'm just telling you, it, it, some people might would. But at that point, I'm going to tell you, that's how great this episode was because nobody is going to hate on it. Even if even if you call it a side mission, you're still going to love this episode. This yeah, episode it, it was, was a great so side mission. Even if, yeah. even if it was a side mission, it was a great side mission. Yeah, you know, like it was still awesome. You know? Yeah, there's like there's like moments in it that just the like the conversation they had in the in the in the truck thing. Um, like if you were born in on Alderaan, you believe one thing, and if you were born in Mandalore, you believe one another thing, and that's something very 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 true. And I remember we all said like that. Hey, that's very true. Um, and then and then he just like slides that line. Then now both of them don't don't exist anymore. Which I'm curious, like, does it does Mandalore not exist anymore? Is it is it gone? I think I think people still succumb to like the wars ruined this. They ruined the planet to be uninhabitable because remember mm. it was it's uninhabitable. No one can live there. But that's people saying that. But we have never seen it, and like, and wars don't actually do that. Like, yeah. you can still you can still live in war torn peoples even if war like rips it apart. You yeah. can still live there. But I think it's just. It's just lack of information. People Thank don't you, know, Microsoft. Yeah, people don't people don't know what they know and people don't know what they don't know, you know? So what the information I you get on Alderaan isn't gonna be the same information you get on on Kashyyyk or Morak yeah. or like look at yeah. the people look at the people on Morak. They don't care if it was Empire, like the famous line Billboard said, Empire, New Republic, doesn't matter. Same to them, it's the same. They're still yeah. poor. They're still starving for food. They're still being abused. We're, yeah. we're like it doesn't matter. They're the, um, we're the same to them. Yeah, I want to bring up Mike's question. So I take it that the face scan recognized him. Uh, Din, um, I don't think it recognized him. I I just think because he's not registered anywhere, so it just uh, accepted him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because because, because Cara Dune is registered with the Republic, so she can't. They would yeah. recognize her face. Um, Phoenix a criminal. So uh, yeah, Phoenix a criminal and Boba Fett is Boba Fett. Fett. a clone. <laughs> He's and, a clone. He would show up as the guy who tried to help Vader kill people. Like, so, like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, uh, I think that that face recognition thing is to basically like what kind of a door kind of hinted at there is like to find out if 
you or somebody they should be that's, looking out for, right? Dwayne. So if you that's if you true. if you get face scanned and you don't have anything recorded in the empire where you're against them or anything, I think you're good to go. Because you got to look at it; they're having to recruit people just like anybody else. Like so, they recruit people, new people all yeah. the time. Like like look at it; every one of the transports that tried to bring that stuff in got killed, except for theirs. And that's just because they happen to have the Mandalorian, you know, like secretly on that thing to mm -hmm. stop it from happening. So. Like they're having to just get people off the streets and shit to uh, get some of this stuff done. S forces. I'm guessing S forces like special forces. Yes. Um, we have uh, Dwayne here. Hi, Dwayne. Uh, Mandalorians are wiped out. Probably we keep hearing about the purge. Also, now two different characters have said all the Mandalorians are dead. Well, we know we know that's not true. We know that not all the Mandalorians are dead. Probably, Bo probably Bo-Katan's family's all dead, like Dwayne's next comment. Probably they're all dead, but like probably other Mandalorian are not dead. We we don't actually yeah. know. We don't actually know about the Mandalorian because it's still. I like, feel like if I, I feel but, like I feel like if you can you can compare it to the Jedi when after Order sixty six, uh, people are said like all the Jedi are dead, but no, they're not. Like they're still Force sensitive people there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I guess that's like kind of different because that's something you you can be born with. Yeah. Um, but um, Mandalorians, like we we saw, like the armor and her clan, a lot of them are dead now. Uh, we see um, Dinjarin, we see Boba Fett, and we have uh, the Bo Katan and her crew. Mm -hmm. The Night Owls. The Night Owls. The, yeah. the thing I'd like to hit on, though, is, is a lot of what the Bill Burr character says, like when they're riding on the vessel and he's talking to the Mandalorian and he says what you brought up, like, People in Alderaan think one thing, whereas people like on Mandalore think another because of where they're from and they're different spots, right? They're different places. And that's true to almost everything in here. If you happen to be on one of those planets that the, imp the Empire is not trying to like scavenge all your resources, they're just there to police it. Like you probably think that's a good thing, right? Like, well, shit. Yeah. Like all the crime syndicates aren't in here, like killing people and stuff because yeah. the Empire has a presence here. And I agree with Dwayne on this one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think so. We were on the same page then. Yeah. But yeah, like the but like I was saying, like if you're on different planets and stuff, like you're gonna feel differently towards the Empire. You're gonna feel differently towards the Republic. Some people literally might think the Republic were the bad people, right? Like because of their situation and where they were in, they probably saw the Empire as being a positive. They don't see all this other stuff. Uh, like I said before, the Emperor had like hold of all the news you only got to see the news that he let out like it, it, he wasn't allowing people to have news things about alderaan being blown up and yeah. when it did come out it wasn't because of the death star it got blown up it was because they were trying to make a secret weapon over here on this planet and they messed up and blew the planet up like it never was that type of thing right like it was always like these yeah. people made the news what he wanted it to believe so, like, that's the same thing with people not knowing a lot about Jedis, man. Jedis, you can't be everywhere at once. Like, not everybody knew about them. So, yeah, I like what Valen Haas said to Bill Burr. He's like, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was Bill Burr probably. He's like, people don't want freedom. They, they want, want order. Yeah. And, you know, now every, literally everyone has freedom. Anybody can do anything they want. They they live in free, like a free – and. It, it's become the wild wild west and it's become like like everyone's gone it's it's every man every man and woman for themselves it's everyone's free this is freedom this is what they get this is all freedom and some people are worse some people are better 
but it stayed the same. People are better and people are worse. Nothing really changed. People still hate each other. People still kill each other. It is what it is. You know, yeah. they want they want they want a pecking order. They want to be told this is where you at, this is where you're at, and this is where you're at, and I'm right here. We follow yeah. the order and we move on. But then because like if you're like a weaker person, right? Like say you're somebody that can't really get out there and stand up for yourself and do certain things. You're not like, you know, you're a person that can farm really good, but you can't do a lot of else. Like you want that order. You like you said, like it's not about as much about the freedom, it's about being in that, like you said, a pecking order kind of thing. Because like if everything's crazy. You know, and nobody has any order or anything else there like you're weak. You're going to get taken out like you're going to get taken advantage of so much more harshly because they're like, like I said, like the the the, the bad guys, the 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 dudes out there in the, in the crime syndicates and stuff like that. They show up and just take whatever they want and you can't do nothing about it, at least if someone like the Empire or something like that's there, you know, you have something to buffer you from them. You know, like you can't just go across the empire or, whoa, you now you're going to get in a fight with them and you don't want to do that as a crime syndicate and it's not worth it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with what you guys were saying. It's a phenomenal episode, man. There's so many layers it's, to this episode. It's, it's, a, it's a really good episode. Um, when um, when they escape and then the seismic charge uh, happened, I think all of us cheered at that <laughs> point. Yeah. Like everyone was like, yeah, because that sounds oh. so cool. Yeah, and I, I yeah. like how they kept, they kept the sound. They didn't even tweak it. They just kept it the same. Yeah, it was and exactly the same. Because I was afraid that they were gonna like tweak it or like because they because you know people tweak things over time. They're mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's not let's not touch this. Let's just not touch this. Then yeah, but Star Wars is 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 different in a way. Like the sounds that they had in the original trilogy still hold up today. And it sounds mm -hmm. amazing. It's not like, oh, it sounds outdated. It, sound, it sounds amazing. It's when they add something new, that's when it starts going um, iffy for me. Mm -hmm. Like the car alarm. I hate that. The car alarm. Or a train. Like a yeah. train. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite, my favorite thing is... Yeah, my favorite thing is at the end where like, yo, man, too bad prisoner six, seven, whatever his name is, died and died on Morak. He's like, Yeah, too bad he died on Morak. And Bill was like, Are they gonna are they gonna kill me? I like, thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought he was thinking the same thing. Like I knew he, they were gonna let him go, but yeah, yeah. like like he, he was probably like, They're gonna kill me. I'm I'm gonna die right now. And then and then he's like, Are you guys letting me go? Because if you are, I am gonna leave. Like I'm gonna leave. Like Yeah, I'm surprised that he stayed on Morak though. That's what I'm saying. Like I told y'all, I was like, why are you on Morak? Like Ask was like, hey, can you drop me off at like Yeah, at least blah, drop blah, me blah, off blah. at a better place. Yeah. yeah. Can you just yeah, get like, me off this yeah. planet and drop me off? Like yeah, give me off this planet. Yeah, man. And, like, Boba, like, his armor. Armor. Yeah, yeah. I, I want Mifflin. I love Bill Bear, man. I love Bill. Yeah, honestly, Boba man. His arm. Yeah, Boba cleaned his armor. It, it looks all nice and shiny and fresh. He still has the yeah, dent. He still, he still has, has the dent. The, he still has a dent, but I kind of like like the 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 rough the roughness of the yeah. armor before. Yeah, yeah, like like he's been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm now, not even now, now he looks like a shiny. Yeah, if you, if I'm not even alive. You, you, you know. watch the the Clone Wars with us, then you know what I'm referring to. 
I love seeing the uh, inside of the slave one probably more than we ever got to see inside of the slave one because like mm -hmm. when they were sitting down, like how everything was tilting because he was getting ready to take off. Yeah. Like they were sitting in their chairs and everything was moving around to keep them level. Like I thought yeah. that was really super cool. Uh, I, I want to actually, I don't know off the top of my head, like who wrote this episode because uh, Rick Famuyiwa. So he actually wrote and directed it. Look, yeah. I got, I get this dude's been directing some stuff out there and I, I'm not like one of these guys that knows all the directors all the time or writers and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you the, the scene in the mess hall was my favorite scene in this thing. And I'm going to tell you um, why. He's one of only four, four writers on the series. Okay, like so like Fabro, Filoni, him, and the guy he wrote, he he co-wrote episode six with Christopher Yotes. Now, so so it's only them four. But Yotes yeah. only wrote one episode. It's it's so it's 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 Favreau, Filoni, and that's pretty much it. And Rick writes his episodes. All right, so like, what does that guy do besides like the Mandalorian? Uh he did he did the movie Dope. Like, you ever watched the movie Dope? I have not. And I'm that's, gonna tell you right now. That's one of that, that's I, one of the big things he he. he I want to go see it because I'm gonna tell you. One of the things is is like I love like some of my favorite directors. I hate the fact that maybe or maybe not they would ever be able to do a Star Wars episode. And one of those mm -hmm. directors of mine is Quentin Tarantino. And that scene in the mess hall, is so much reminded me of like a Quentin Tarantino style of like a, a scene in one of his movies because uh, he. Inglourious Bastards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where the guy's talking about drink your milk. And yeah, exactly. Like, mm -hmm. that's my point, yeah, right? Drink your milk. Drink your milk. He goes in and he gets then, right, as just as he's through the facial scan, that whole scene happens. You don't know, like, what this officer's going to do. He obviously looks evil and, like, to the core, what whatever. And he gets in that conversation with him. Bill Board kind of stirs it to where he wants it to go. And then he's like, oh, let's have a drink. And then they're sitting down so, together. So and it's a lot of, there's a lot of like uh, intensity in that thing. Like to me, that scene was just as intense as all the fighting and all the explosions. So Justin, so he, um, so he directed The Wood, Brown Sugar, Our Family Wedding, Dope, uh, one episode of The Shy, and a TV movie called Confirmation with Kerry Washington and The Mandalorian. I don't know if you. I don't know if th those are the stuff you watch. No, but those I, are the ones. Those are the ones he's written. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if I've seen. If I have, I I didn't recognize what it was. Don't know if I've seen almost any of that. But I definitely want to jump on his train now. I want to look and up. You got BBC saying very important stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but he's like, but he's written he's written all of those movies I said plus talk to me like he's he's also a prolific, prolific writer as well. No, but I'm giving this dude props. Like now, I want to go see some of his past stuff that's not even Star Wars because, yeah. like I said, he brought a Quentin Tarantino feel to me in this episode in that one scene that I never thought I'd see in Star Wars. The anticipation of who's going to say the wrong thing, who's going to make the wrong move, just like what Bador said, like at the very beginning of Inglorious Bastards when the guy's sitting at the table and he's like asking for the glass of milk and everything. You're just waiting for the guy, someone to make that mistake. And like I said, that was just as intense to me as all the explosions, all the shooting, all the like taking over the craft, all that stuff. Like, and them escaping. The tension. Like, yeah, it's the tension. tension man. That was like, it's, it's like you're 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 tense when you're watching it. You're like, what's going to happen? Is he just gonna walk away? Is he gonna kill him? Is the guy gonna find out that hey, I recognize you. You used to be in my battalion. 
We're like, hey, who the hell are you? Brown eyes? What the hell? Like, you know, and then like, but it never happens. Or like, or like, the, like Pedro Pascal stabs the guy in the face because he said something he didn't like. Or Mayfield shoots him like he did. Like you don't, like there's so many ways that conversation could have, could have went, could have ended. It could have ended very, very, like everyone's alive and everyone walks away and everybody's mad. Or all hell breaks loose like we saw where I just killed a man in front of all these stormtroopers. How do I get the hell out of here? Like, I mean, do you agree with like, that? Like, you're muted. It's you always got to happen one time. It's always got to happen oh, one time. Oh, like always. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, because Luke is over there. He's no, just, I'm, I'm trying not to focus on him, but he's just rolling around like a little puppy, which he is, but he's yeah. a big puppy. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, going back to what Ferris said, it's, that that scene, it was very like it, it it gave me like who's gonna shoot first vibes. Yeah. Right? Right? It yeah. gave me like it gave me like who's who's gonna shoot first? Is it gonna be Din? Is it gonna be the, the this is is the what what's his character's name? Valen Hoss. Valen Hoss. Val yeah, is Valen gonna catch something they said um and and link it to something that is not what they're doing right now um i really found it interesting that they brought up operation cinder because i was like oh i played the game um but yeah it's a it's <laughs> right on time. hey they obviously like that scene look my thing will be is this we kind of talked off and on because there's a group of about 10 of us that almost watched this thing religiously now it started off with me and ferris then Bedore started watching with us and others started watching the series the on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like uh, we, we now have this group of about eight to 10 people that watch it live with us uh, when we watch yes, it. Yes, and, my mic. It was, it was the actor who robbed uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Yep. And like, my thing is we talked off and on during a lot of the action scenes, right? Like somebody will make a joke or, or notice something or whatever during that scene until he says the sender. Now, when he says that, a lot of people that played Battlefront 2 was like, oh, man, I can't believe they said that. But before that part happens, no one said shit. It was like everybody was glued to their TV, glued to their screen, sitting on the edge of their seat. And I loved every it's, second of it. It's heat. Remember, just, you know the movie Heat, Justin? Mm -hmm. The scene where they're in the diner. And it's just Pacino. This is the first time Pacino and De Niro have seen each other throughout the entire film. Because the film follows Pacino and it follows De Niro. They're alone. They're not together. And then one scene, they're together. And you don't know if this is the, the first time, this is the last time they're ever going to see each other. So you have to pay attention to what they say, how they act, and what their mannerisms are. You don't know what's going to happen. You're just watching, and you're watching, and you're watching. You don't want to miss anything. Because that those are the moments people remember. The big action scenes are also, they're great. But they kind of blend in uh, over, like, they're great. They're great, like the explosions and all that stuff. But they start to blend in. But why do we love Star Wars? It's those scenes where no action's happening. They're just staring at each other. They're saying something. They're talking. The famous moment was like, democracy ends with a round of applause. You see that scene. There's no action. It's just that everyone agrees to like give one man full power. What what could go wrong? I, I let it. A lot of things can go wrong if you give one man full control. Like same thing with uh, in in the um, in the original series, um, uh, Alec Guinness and and Mark Hamill. Just them talking about it. Just them like like there wasn't that much action in the original in the original series. The most action that happens is in the third one, the Battle of Endor. The other two films, there's not that much action. 
Like there's very minimal. So the story is taking us. It's no action at all. They're not action movies. They're they're like yeah, I mean, even in The Empire Strikes awesome. Back, yeah. you remember the end of the movie, but what does people talk about most? It's just the part where Vader's actually talking to Luke after he cuts his hand off, and he says, mm-hmm. like, you know, I am your father and stuff. Like, you, even though the fight's memorable and people do talk about that lightsaber fight scene and duel, but most people talk about what was said afterwards. I mean, do you yeah. have any other things in this episode, Bador? Like, Yeah, like, the the, the I'm just going to continue on what you guys were saying. This, the story of Star Wars is always the thing that pulls you in it's the the lore of it like whether you want the the war of it or the lore it's the story that they tell it's not it's not necessarily the mm-hmm. action that they take um which which i think is probably a problem in the sequel trilogy which a lot of people are saying oh is some things feel like a side mission that don't move the story forward and i say that with canto bite like a, i don't like that scene i think it should be removed um and the outcome would still be the same Honestly, um, but with with this one, it it feels when they're when they're talking, it feels very very high stakes. Even though <laughs> I, think- I agree, they're very high stakes. Yeah, they're agreeing with me. I hope. Yep, Ivy, please. Um, but uh, but you you don't know that it's high stakes, like. I mean, you know, because you're 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 watching and you're like, oh, is anyone gonna fuck up? But um, like to them, they're like, oh, we haven't said anything. But um, Bill Burr's character is just pushing the buttons, and I loved it. Like yeah. every single time, he's just like pushing the buttons, and you see Dinger and he's like, he's like, oh god, don't do this, man, don't fuck this up for us. And then he shoots him, and and Pedro's like, Jesus Christ, man, really? God damn it. And then, like, they shoot the stormtrooper in the mess hall that's on the left of him. He's like, he's like, I bet you the stormtrooper's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Uh, I'm dead. Like, two- yeah, he dead as well. There is that one moment. Um, there is that one moment that is very nice. Like, at the end when, when they're leaving and he gives him the helmet back, he's like, I didn't see your face. I like that moment. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't see anything. Yeah, you better not have seen anything. You didn't see shit. Watch your mouth. Yeah, but oh my god, this is, oh my god, I love Star Wars so much. I love it. Me too. Like this is what I wanted, man. Like these uh these like small scale, not small scale, like because it's still a big scale, but these like like these intimate, like just life, like the way like 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 I get you know, there's there's Vader and Luke. And Obi-Wan and like the, the force. I get the force, the overall arching thing. But like, but like people still have to live. Like they still have to live. You know what I mean? Like, how how is um Imperial Imperial Officer 44322? Like, how how does he live? Like, like what's he doing? Like, what's his job? Like, oh my god, like one day it was just like we're just a, a nice day on uh at the mining refinery, and then out of nowhere, one of the stormtroopers started shooting everybody. Why? What happens? You know, like those are the things I want, you know, just because when they introduce Cassian and Andor, they're small scale, but they're also big scale. They're, they're greedy. They're gritty. They're seedy. They're disgusting. They're, 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 they, they have to do something that you don't, that you want, but you have to, like, he doesn't want to take off his helmet. He doesn't want to, but he has to, because he has someone he cares about more than he cares about the helmet. The helmet is second, second to only one thing. And that's baby Yoda or Grogu. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he's forever baby Yoda. I literally tweeted uh, right after the episode. Um, when I tell you people would do anything for baby Yoda, they would do anything for baby Yoda. Yeah. He took off his helmet. Like it, throughout throughout the season, there's been like little hints of him taking off his helmet. I didn't think he would do it so quickly, honestly. Um, I thought it would be either the season finale or like towards the end uh, of his journey, like him realizing that it's not, it's not the way. But it's like with Bo with Bo Katan, he saw like uh, no first first it was with Cobb Banth he took off his helmet even though he was a Mandalorian, but that was something that shocked him to his core. And then when he saw Bo Katan, who was an actual Mandalorian, take off her helmet, and she said. She told him, like, there's different ways to be a Mandalorian, basically. Um, and then with um, with Boba Fett, he also, like, he met him without the helmet on, but he also would take off his helmet. So it's, like, things that are in him. He's just challenging what he grew up knowing, which is which goes back to what they were talking about in the, in the, in the transport van with the... Uh, with the things, and um, it's like if you were born one way, one one place, you would, uh, you would know what they teach you, and if you were born somewhere else, they, you would know what they teach you. But in this instance, they were both Mandalorians, so it was them uh, realizing that there is like different ways to be a Mandalorian, and that's something that I thought would be like his over, um, overarching like storyline. But it happened now. Maybe he won't be like, maybe like next episode he won't take it off and just be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm done with my helmet. It was just like a first step um, towards like the bigger picture of him being a Mandalorian, but also being comfortable with him taking off his helmet, which I thought was really, really, really nice. Look, <gasps> I talk a lot. I, look I'm just saying, like, I, I made fun of it during my recap a little bit, but I literally love the scene where the stormtroopers were cheering. The stormtroopers were like giving them like a salute because they made it right. Like because they were yeah, the yeah. one that got there and like they're cheering and stuff. Cause you get to see that like these stormtroopers aren't robots. These stormtroopers aren't like even the clone troopers. They, they all are different people. They got involved with the empire for different reasons. Like we forget that like Luke Skywalker some were forced. Yeah. Some were forced, yeah. some accepted, but we, we forget things like Luke Skywalker, one of the greatest heroes that people love right in the story, like literally was, uh, this close from going to the and getting in the Imperial Navy because they didn't look at it like it's being the worst thing. Luke was actually trying to get into the Imperial Navy to get off the planet Tatooine. We we Does talked about this. No, no, no. He's trying to get into the Imperial Navy because the rebellion's a rebellion. That's more of like a secret thing. Like not everybody can get, just go join the rebellion. Now, if you happen to be in an area that's controlled by the rebellion, obviously you could be recruited. But we talked. I talked about it uh, in our last episode. We were talking about the different characters when Luke, uh, the part with uh, B uh, not Bar yeah, Bar yeah, Baru, the part with Baru, where we were talking about like, uh, and I was talking about Luke, like he was going to try to be in the Imperial Navy because like there is uh, now this might be the legends. I go heavy. No, Justin, no, no. In the in the in the original, there's a heavy Imperial like presence in on Tatooine. I think yeah. for one reason, one reason only. It's because Darth Vader's from Tatooine. So he's like, I want Tatooine on lock. Make sure we run Tatooine. And they're just walking around the cantinas and Moss um, Eisley just walking around and stuff. And like, because 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 they made sure we we need to control Tatooine because 
I want to control Tatooine. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gonna go with Biggs. Now That's you gotta remember I though, I go over like, I do go over legends and what they talk about. So like, uh, may, maybe, maybe, but like he was talking about his friends and Biggs, and Biggs is in the rebellion, so that's what yeah. I, but you gotta think about it. Like Wedge was part of the Imperial. Wedge started out as part of like in the actual Imperial, and then he like leaves that and gets away. Han Solo even did that. Like, mm -hmm. There's so many of these. He, just disregard the Luke part, right? Like, so we go to like say someone like Han Solo and stuff like that. People join them because like not everybody thought of them as this evil thing, right? But, uh, like, my question is like, did he say he was gonna? I, I know we're like sidetracking, but did he say he was gonna join the Academy or join the Imperial Academy? On the thing that I was going academy. over with the Imperial Academy, but like I said, I do a lot of the legend stuff. So like in the the books and stuff that I go over for our show for the yeah. main show is like going to be a little different than what it is in totally canon now. Because yeah. like who don't mess up my, my, my mind, Justin, make sure <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, the only reason why I'm saying the only reason why I said that is because like what I was going over, it actually mentioned Imperial, but like that might be different now in Disney canon to where it's actually straight up. They were going to rebellion because bigs look, the rebellion is a rebellion. That's why it's called the rebellion. It's not a standing military. Like you have to know the right people. You can't just sign up and go join a rebellion because like that's something you have to know someone, right? Like you have to know somebody that knows somebody that's in the rebellion and then they like bring you in and recruit you. Uh, the empire is different. You sign up for it. Like, oh, I'm going to sign up for the Imperial Navy and you just go up and sign up for it like you would our military. But the rebellion had to be secretly. You couldn't just like have people just you know, willy nilly, just like trying to show up because guess what happens? The empire could have just sent anyone down to the things acting like they're going to recruit for the rebellion and just, they would know every one of their bases. So they had to do all their stuff in secret. So you had to know the right people until Luke Skywalker met Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like he didn't know what was going on out there. He doesn't know like all that stuff. He doesn't, he didn't, he wasn't friends or family with some rebellion member. Now, Leia, on the other hand, is different because of where she was born and who was taking care of her. They were big time, like people in the rebellion, right? Like Bel Organa was actually one of the leaders of the, the the Republic, right? Like the rebellion. So, like she's different case because she knew everything. She became a princess and even became like a general overall, like as, as things went. But like he's different. Like you can't just. But my thing is, my biggest point was is to say not everyone thought of the empire as like this grand evil thing. And to see these stormtroopers out there being human brings like a cool aspect to the whole world. We just always saw these stormtroopers marching or running together and shooting. Yeah. The show is definitely humanizing um, characters that we thought were evil, like, like with the Tuscan Raiders and now with the stormtroopers, like, Hey, they're happy that they, they actually won something, even though they're, it's a, for a bad thing. Like there, it's explosives, but they got they got their win. But they're gonna get their loss next episode. And Justin, you would be proud of me because I'm wearing an an imperial ring. Girl, you always wear the bad side stuff. Don't try to act like I know you come but, on. Like hey, look, I'm wearing a Jedi. So I, I'm 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 on both sides. I I understand, but you you lean more towards you get more excited when you're busting out your Darth Vader helmet or your Stormtrooper helmet or or any of that than you that I've seen you get excited to show me any of the good side stuff. So 
mean. And if you notice, like a little bit of a comment that happened in the Twitterverse not long ago, I don't know if you I saw it. Or not. I did see it, and I refuse to comment on it. I, mean, I understand. <laughs> well, I understand. Well, you gotta stay in the shadows and everything else, but but no, that's like it's just really cool for me because, like, yeah, I do. Like, I think all the concepts and all the ships and stuff on the bad side are cool. Like, I like them, right? But I ain't stupid. Like, I still like notice that the good guys are the good guys and like, and if they're a good character, I still like them and whatnot. But to see my side, the part that I represent, like if I go buy something like a shirt, look, I'm not saying I would ever, and I got Chewy, I've got Chewbacca tattooed on my ankle. Like not the word Chewbacca, but an actual like little, like, um, it's like the old school, like when the, show me. the 19s, it's not right now, but like show me, <laughs> but, uh, it's, um, it's the old school sticker from whenever uh, Star Wars was first ever shown in 1977. Yeah, 1977. Uh, in England, they set out the sticker series. And in this certain sticker series, they even misspelled Vader because they didn't know what the spelling of it was because they hadn't known it yet in England. So mm -hmm. it's, it's set after the sticker series. Like it looks like on my ankle, like I have a sticker on my ankle at all times and it looks that yeah. good. It's pretty good. Uh, Vermont Mick says, wait till Acolyte comes out with their female-led, uh, dark series, um, dark side series. Hey, one of my favorites is Asajj Ventress, and one of my other favorites is Maul, and one of my other favorites is Vader. So I am, I am, I like the good guys, and I like the bad guys. I just want a good character. Man, Vermont, Mike, I am more hyped about that than anything. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be talking about it later, and we've got a special guest, one of our favorites. He's basically a crew member right now, so we we gotta get him like an LGR or the holocron, like crew shirt or hoodie, Mister Frank Janish. Hey, it's me. It is you. It's you. And, yeah. Well, real real quick before we start, what do you think about the Mandalorian episode we watched today? Um. I liked it, but I'm also I have thoughts on in terms of the pattern that we've seen this season. Mm -hmm. uh, I really won't get into that now because it's it's kind of a bigger thing, um, or more questions that I have about it rather. But I, I liked it as as its own little episode that it was. Um, it was really fun to watch, and we saw some pretty cool stuff in there, and uh, I was happy about that. But um, and we got some pretty big stuff as well. But um, overall, you know, uh, I liked it a lot. I understand some people have seen that they would rate it as like one of their like top three or top two or their favorite yeah. episode of the season, which um, cool, cool for them. That, yeah, that didn't, didn't, that, it didn't fall in my top three, but that's OK. Right. Um, uh, I still loved it just as much. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about it being a possibly like a side quest thing. It, no, it's it's more of, I mean, sort of yes, sort of no. I, I will say that once we got on to, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, really. Yeah. Oh, we lost him. We lost you, Frank. Nope, I'm back now. Am I back You're now? back. Yeah, you're back now, but that's what okay. happens to you when you try to give a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably right. Um, what I was going to say is that um, once we got on the, that, that truck, the transport, 
um, I was like, okay, I think this is going to be a good chunk of the episode where we're on this truck and it's going to be a cool action sequence and it's probably going to last, you know, like 10 minutes or something like that. And I already know the episode is about 30 something ish minutes. So a third of the episode, I was like, okay, cool. I get it. This is kind of what, what we do right now with this show is we get these long action sequences and, and that's great. I love those, no doubt about it. Um, but I was like, this is the penul- penultimate episode of the season. Like, Hey, a Mark Gillis word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what What else are we going to squeeze in here now at the end? What, I mean, are we really okay? We, we have we have Mayfield. We got to get these codes. Um, all right. So I'm curious to see what we get in the finale now because. Yeah. Um, Apparently the finale think- is an hour long. I would like to imagine so. There's a lot going on that they could tie in to wrap it up. But it would be interesting if it was just, you know, um, Dinjarin, Cardoon, and uh, Shan and Boba Fett. They go on the ship to go. It's just them that to go get Grogu. Din fights um, um, Moff Gideon. And like that's and like something crazy else. A lot of crazy action stuff happens, and like that's the finale, and they get Grogu back. I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. but then I'd be like, okay, so we. I what think, next? in my opinion, is season two has really been a huge setup season for season three and other things to come. When you introduce Ahsoka, yeah. you introduce you throw out Thrawn's name. Now we have all these spinoff shows, and it's like it, season two really kind of. The, the launching point because I don't yeah. feel yeah I don't know I've I have some mixed feelings on it but they're not like bad it's just a lot of questions in terms yeah of- we got we got like a bunch of like really 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 great episodes like probably one of the like the Ahsoka episodes probably my favorite of the entire series mm-hmm. um but I think like this last step this last episode is definitely going to be them um getting to Moff Gideon and, and getting um which is something we forgot to cover on the holocron is like, what do you think is ha- going to happen next? And we can do that real quick. Um, uh, they're going to, they're going to save Grogu. And then uh, Bo-Katan is going to be there to get her dark saber back possibly. And, uh, but the fight, the, 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 the fight is going to be between Din Djarin and, uh, and Moff Gideon. And it's going to be the spear versus the lightsaber. And I'm really right. excited for it. And then season three is going to be like, which Jedi heard Grogu? Um, yeah, I think the, this last season uh, will break, or the last episode of this season is going to break down like this. I think they're going to go as that four-man team uh, and woman because of Cara Dune uh, going on to the to, to get to the ship, right? Because I know where Gideon's at. We do know that Bo-Katan is looking for Gideon. So all this time in between that we haven't seen Bo-Katan, I think her crew is going to show up. Now, one of the things that got said because of uh, the wrestler Shasha Banks said that she's not in any more episodes. We got to look at it this way. They wear Mandalorian armor. She may not be in any more episodes, but that doesn't mean her character. won't, Right. Because just like we know with Din, sometimes it's Pedro and sometimes it's like an actor in the suit and he just does, does the voiceover stuff. So like her character could still be in this. So Bo-Katan could show up with her two people out of nowhere and they they both they mainly converge on accident on the Gideon at the same time. Yeah. And you have this big fight taking place. I just think it's going to be a big letdown if the Jedi, a Jedi doesn't show up at the end of this next episode. 
I, I really do think they are setting themselves up for failure if they don't have the Jedi involved, at, period, at all. Um, I'm, I'm fully prepared that we're not going to see a Jedi. We're not going to see Ahsoka. We're not going to see Bo-Katan. I think it's really going to be this crew, and they're going to be up against all odds, storming the ship or wherever Gideon is at. If he's, uh, if he's like on a planet now, um, I, cause I don't know that they would try and storm onto the ship, but unless it's another facility, I don't know, storming onto a ship is pretty ballsy, you know? <laughs> so, um, and then you have all the dark trooper stuff. So that could be really cool. Um, I think we probably will get some really badass Boba Fett in this next in this finale. I think, and that'll be really cool. I yeah, I'm not expecting to see Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, or hear from like the last shot or the last closing moments of the season. I think might lend towards uh, you know a hint of we're gonna might see another different Jedi next season, possibly. I, yeah. I think that's pretty much what we're gonna get. Is it's gonna be action packed. Um, it's gonna be lengthy. But um, and it's gonna and I think they're gonna do a real good job of delivering that action and, and putting our our heroes in in very precarious situations and dire straits and all that. I think it's I think it'll be beautifully executed. But I don't think we're gonna get all these tie-ins or these loose ends, if you will, brought to a, a close here at this on the season finale. Um, but I'm just looking forward to a really uh, fun episode, a really a really yeah. great finale. I mean, if Bo-Katan doesn't show up there. Then uh, my only thing is uh, Din did hear her talk about the dark saber. So when he fights Gideon and sees it, he probably takes it and goes and Could gives be. it to her. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think he he's gonna want it. Because and like the other thing is, I, I think we've also established that Bo-Katan at least knew the whereabouts of Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Um, we have the Ahsoka show coming out, so I would maybe Bo-Katan will be in the Ahsoka show, and Bo-Katan won't so much be in making random appearance or or more appearances in Mandalorian because she will be more paired with Ahsoka, which will be interesting because everyone will be like, well, what about Sabine and all that? But we're still unclear exactly all the timelines and all that stuff. So hmm. it could be, I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot to ask. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Wait, I will we're take... going to get Star Wars. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will say this. There is one thing they could do that I didn't think about until just now. It just came off the top of my head that might would offset the fact that they didn't show us the Jedi, right? And that is the character you just brought up a little bit there is Sabine. What if Sabine shows up with Bo-Katan and her group to help take back the Darksaber? That would be such a big moment if that were to occur that I think they could get away with not having the Jedi part of it show up at the end. Like, that's, that's kind of interesting. Bo-Katan shows up with Sabine. Talking about, talking about reclaim it, the dark saber. Like, yeah, yeah, that's not. I, 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 I mean, I, I love that Sabine, idea. Yeah, but I don't. Sabine I don't show up already. I don't think she's showing up. I don't think you. Yeah. Okay. But maybe you never say no. Like they've surprised us before, so. Mm -hmm. Well, when it happens, y'all got to apologize. <laughs> I, I would gladly apologize. Hey, hey, I'm part of the dark side now. You've changed me. I'm never gonna apologize. <laughs> And I'll respect you for that. <laughs>
Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Let's Get Ready channel on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch.